Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. I wanted to start this week's episode with a little story. And this story was from years and years and years ago. It's one of those old fables that says this man was out walking and he was out walking in the woods and he came across a scorpion. And he noticed that the scorpion was in a puddle of water. It couldn't get out. It was sort of drowning in the puddle. And the man bent down and he said to the scorpion, he said, I'm going to help you, but you've got to promise not to sting me if I reach down and and help you out of this puddle. And the man reached down and he helped the scorpion and the scorpion stung him. And the man said to the scorpion, why did you do that? I'm trying to help you. And the scorpion said to the man, it's in my nature. And I just, I kind of love this little fable because it sort of reminds me of this idea of our ego. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on today's episode, which is like the nature of our ego and how we can come into understanding our ego a little better and how we can start to work with it and coexist with our ego rather than trying to kill it off or dismember it or transcend it or get rid of it, which is what so many of the spiritual gurus say in these communities online. And I I really disagree with this because our ego is there to serve a really, really, really important function. And so that is the purpose of today's episode, which is to talk about how can we coexist with our ego? What is it, first of all? How do we form an ego? And then how can we actually start to coexist alongside of it, within it, and around it? So just to sort of wind back a little bit and kind of get into the content. So Carl Jung, Swiss psychoanalyst, spoke a lot about this idea of the ego. And he described the ego as being like the center of our conscious mind. So if you think about an iceberg, we know that there's about 5% of the iceberg that we can actually see above the water. The remaining 95% is submerged in the depths. So really our ego is like that 5% that we can see on the surface. It's the center of that 5%. And in practical terms, what does that mean? It basically means that our ego is our conscious idea of who we are. It's our identity. It's how we show up in the world. It's that personal sense of I, it's that sense of belonging. And it's the sense of this is who I am. This is what I'm about. These are the labels that I identify with. This is who I am. And we get to a certain age in life where we know very, very, very clearly who the hell we are. And typically it's around about the age of 35. And I've spoken a lot about this in the past, but usually when we get to sort of our early mid thirties, we start to really bring this into question. We really start to question our sense of self. We start to question our identity, who we are really, and what we're here to bring to the world. And I'm going to come back to that in a little bit, but really our ego and developing a healthy ego is like our main job developmentally from the time that we are born right through to those sort of early 30s, mid 30s type years, okay? And so when you think about 
who we are and how we show up in the world, we have this sense of I, we have this sense of who I am. This is my identity. Okay. We have our beliefs. We have our thoughts. We have our judgments. We have our labels. We have the thoughts that we keep to ourselves. Okay. We have um, these secrets that we keep too. again, all part of our ego. The way that we show up to others is slightly different. The way that we actually show up to others in terms of the mask that we put on when we're at work or with our friends or just showing up in society is a little different to the ego. It's actually called our persona. And the persona is basically like the mask that that we all wear, again, that we're all conditioned to wear. But our ego is a little different. Our ego is, like I said, it's, it's all of our judgments, all of our thoughts. It's our identity and personal sense of self. But it's also the secrets that we keep. It's also the the thoughts that we don't share. It's the beliefs that we have, all right? So you can see that the ego is a little bit more robust than maybe just the way that we show up and present ourselves to the world, okay? So the thing is with our ego development, you know, from the time that we're born, it's really our sole job to develop a really strong sense of I. And this is very adaptive. When you think about it, you know, we're here to be functioning members of society. You know, this is kind of how we're conditioned. This is how we're raised. We're raised to go to school, go to university or college or get a, a an apprenticeship or get a job, like go to, you know, get married and all of this sort of stuff, have babies. And we're very much taught that this is the way to live our lives. And, and, and even just sort of stepping back from that a little bit and coming back to, um, you know, this is what's acceptable. This is what's going to get you ahead socially. You know, these are all of the constraints and the conditioning that are put upon us that starts to form our ego sense of self right from the time we are born. When you think about a little baby born into the world, they are completely free of conditioning. They are completely free of ego. But then we have almost like this spiritual amnesia that kind of happens as we start to ingratiate ourselves into a family, into a community, into the society as a whole. And we start to gradually forget our limitless nature, excuse me, our true nature as we begin to really socially survive and as we start to keep ourselves out of danger and, and all of that sort of stuff too. All right. So the thing is, our illusion of the ego is is really just that it is an illusion and we start to play these roles as we grow up and as we get our jobs and as we form our families and we do all of the things okay it's like we really start to build up this character of who we believe we are I'm an introvert I'm an extrovert I'm, um, you know, what an INFP and don't look like our Myers-Briggs and, well, this is my gene keys and this is my horoscope and you know, this is who I am in terms of the role I play within my family. And the truth is it's really just a character that we're playing based on conditioning. It's a character we're playing based on those illusions that are kind of wrapped around us from a really early age, okay? And this character we start to adopt as our sense of self. And the thing is, once we start to adopt that as our sense of self, based on the fact that we were told this is right, this is wrong, this is what you need to do to get ahead, this is what you need to do for people to like you, this is how to be a functioning member of society, and this is how you can absolutely not be a functioning member of society. And we're taught and we're given these rules and conditions. But the thing is, once we have this sense of self, we have to defend it. And we have to protect it. And so the other thing that our ego is really good at is defending itself. It is really good at feeling triggered 
by other people who maybe don't quite fit in terms of our ego perspective and, and what we believe is right or wrong, true or false, good or bad. Talk a little bit more about triggers in a minute, but ultimately the ego is there to defend its sense of self. We are here to defend our identity. We are here to defend and protect ourselves from a safety perspective, a social safety perspective too. And truly the ego is here to protect us, but also it's here for pleasure as well. It always wants to kind of shine itself up and make itself feel good and better and bigger and braver and all the things, okay? But what it's not particularly good at is, is growing and helping us move outside of our comfort zone. And, and when I kind of go back to this whole thing in the spiritual and personal development communities about we should get rid of our ego, we need to kill off the ego. You know, the sentiment of that comes from the fact that, you know, our ego isn't necessarily wired for growth. It is the thing that keeps us safe. It keeps us in our comfort zone. It keeps us strongly anchored into our sense of immovable I, and this is who I am. But really, we do need it. We need our ego in order to experience life too. And this is where I like to come in as sort of a more of a gentle approach with our ego to say, we absolutely need it. We need it to live a human life and to enjoy the fruits of life and pleasures and all of that sort of stuff and to avoid dangers and to have those incredible social experiences and show up in a way that is, is great, you know, in society with friends and family members and all of this sort of stuff too. But we do need to be aware that our ego also does keep us in a very confined little box with very, very limited growth too. Until we get to the point, usually early mid thirties, where something else starts calling to us, where we start to realize, is this all there is? Is this really who I am? Is this really what I want? Is this really what I desire? Am I really showing up as the true um, sense of self that I that I have. What does that even mean? And we start to ask the big questions about purpose, meaning, direction, all of that stuff, right? And so this is where some of us choose to go on that journey consciously, and and many people start to work with a coach or a therapist, or start to do shadow work, or they start to really get into personal and, and spiritual development at that point. Others just continue maybe to just ignore it or they continue to sort of just put it down to like a midlife crisis or pass it off as something that's like, oh, you know, just one of those silly things that people in their in their 30s and 40s go through in terms of, um, like I said, midlife crises and all that sort of stuff, right? But really, this is the call to shadow work. This is the call to examine and understand our ego. This is the call to understand our purpose, meaning, direction a little more deeply by examining who we are, because that's where it starts. So I believe that it's on us to understand the nature of our ego. And so when I'm, I'm kind of coming into this from the perspective of, no, we don't need to kill it off. No, we don't even need to transcend it. No, we don't even need to get rid of it. It's more about how do we coexist with our ego? Because it's our ego that also revels in the senses, okay, and the pleasures of life. And we want to be able to, as we're here in this 3D reality, we want to be able to enjoy life's pleasures too. We want to be able to form those connections and those relationships, have fun, have sex, do all of the things that bring us joy and bring us pleasure. But at the same time, if we are here and if we're on a path of growth, 
we really do need to understand how can we coexist with our ego without being ruled by it. Okay. And I really believe that the way that we start to coexist with our ego is to truly understand its nature, which brings us back to that little kind of fable at the start of this episode, which is we just need to understand it. We need to understand how it works. We need to understand how it's formed. We need to understand its defenses also and how it keeps us held back. Because our ego, like that scorpion, will act out of its nature. And remember, its nature is to defend and to protect itself like mad, to defend its sense of identity, to defend its sense of, well, this is who I am. Don't tell me who I am. I know exactly who I am. Okay. But therein is the problem. So when we can start to coexist and understand our ego, when we can start to move into that place of the curious observer and start to witness our ego, we can start to do it from a place of non-judgment. We can start to understand what's triggering us and why it's triggering us. We can understand, you know, what is conditioning, what has been conditioned within us and how has that limited our way of thinking and our way of showing up in the world? How has it limited our identity? How is, I, how is our identity limiting us in the way that we show up in our relationships, our career, our business, our jobs, families? What would be possible if we started to shake free of that? What would happen if we started to drop the judgments that we have of other people and of ourselves? The thing is, we really have no free will, genuine free will, when we're operating out of that sense of limited identity and that limited conditioning that we've all been subject to. If you think about it, if we think that we're showing up and making real decisions and we're showing up and this is who I am and this is what I'm all about and I'm choosing to have a relationship with a particular person or, or whatever, absolutely we are on an ego level, but also all of our actions, all of our behaviors, all of our thoughts, all of our beliefs are also driven by conditioning based on what we were told is right or wrong, based on what we were told we should or shouldn't want. Right? And when we really start to go there, we, we start to realize like, holy shit, <laughs> everything about who we are and what we stand for has been conditioned. And so this is the invitation to shadow work. This is the invitation to explore what's in the subconscious, what's in the 95% that lies beneath the surface, the iceberg, the giant chunk of an iceberg that's within the depths. Okay. Because this is how we begin to understand our ego by understanding its opposite, which is the shadow and which is the subconscious. Because as our ego was being formed throughout those formative years, what was also formed is our shadow self. The stuff that we were told is not okay, not acceptable, won't get us ahead socially, won't keep us safe. Guess what? Put that in the shadow. That also goes for really strong emotions, reactions to things, triggers, stuff that wasn't okay growing up. And this is where we start to form our shadow self. And our ego cr is created basically as a direct opposite of that shadow that we're forming. If you were told as a child, it's not okay to be angry. If you were chastised or punished for being angry or showing anger, I am willing to bet within your shadow, 
there is a lot of anger there to be explored and you've probably developed this ego persona of, of a people pleaser. Okay. If you were criticized for your sensitivity and you were told to stop crying, it's not okay to cry. Don't be a wuss. Okay. You start to put your sensitivity and your emotionality into your shadow. And guess what? You build a persona of the opposite. Someone who is stoic, someone who is a little hardened, someone who doesn't show emotions easily. Get it? So we develop this ego shadow split. And it really is around this point of mid-30s, as I said, and I've spoken about this before, but this is really where we are called forward to examine this psychic split within us. It's where we are called forward to examine what's in the 95%, what needs to be seen, because I have no doubt it's been popping up a little bit too. Taking the anger example, maybe there's some anger that you've seen flash up and it feels a little uncontrollable. It feels a little rageful and then it pops straight back down into your subconscious. Maybe you're triggered by people who show anger as well. Okay. If you're the people pleaser, you're going to be really triggered by people who don't have it within their identity to, to be a people pleaser. People who are, they just go after what they want. They don't necessarily care who they tread on or, or whatever, you know. So it's like you're going to be triggered by people who are the opposite to you. And so we can continue to live our lives feeling triggered, feeling like, oh gosh, you know, like this is only kind of, you know, why am I reacting this way? And this is only like part of who you are. And so the invitation is to truly know thyself, know yourself, not enough to just believe in yourself anymore, but to know yourself, know your conditioning, understand where your judgments and where your triggers come from, what's in your shadow self. This truly is the work of integration. And this is where we start. We start with shadow work. We start with exploring that 95% that's submerged within the depths of your psyche. So we can start to bring it into the conscious mind and we can start to integrate it alongside the ego. You're still going to have our ego. We're going to coexist with it. We want our human pleasures. We want our five senses. We don't just want to become this spiritual being that's completely detached from the earth, right? And from earth's pleasures and from other people. And I see this a lot, people using spirituality as escapism. Got to kill off the ego. But it's like, if you kill off the ego, guess what? You ain't having much of a per personal human experience either. Okay. So it's about how do we start to then coexist between consciousness and unconsciousness? How can we start to weave these two things together? How can we start to bring them and integrate them in a way that allows us to, yeah, transcend our conditioning, but it's almost like be aware of our conditioning, actually be able to see it from that curious observation perspective. So we can then actively choose to operate from our ego or operate from our higher self as well, from our integrated self, from our true self. This isn't about saying you're never going to have an, another ego reaction, that you're never going to be triggered again. But this is really where the true personal journey begins. It's about understanding the two sides of this coin, the two sides of our nature, the dual nature that we all have within us. And Jung spoke about how what's in our subconscious in that 95% beneath the, the depths, that is really our unlived self. It's the part of us that 
is desperate to be seen and reintegrated. Our anger, how can we pull that back up and work with that in a healthy and a constructive way and use its wisdom to set better boundaries, for example? How can we reclaim our sensitivity and integrate that so we're not just completely devoid or stoic when it comes to our emotions, when we can actually show up in love for others and in fullness of heart? This is where the juice comes in. It's, it's about where we know that it's okay to show our emotions. And it's also okay sometimes to be stoic too. Got it? So it's not about killing them off, killing one side off or, or not completely. It's about how do we integrate the two? So ultimately we can start to get our arms around our conditioning and operate out of free will and out of choice. Okay. Integration is about consciously choosing to know that you can live both ways. You can absolutely live from your ego and that's okay too. But you also know that you have this other unlived part of you too that you can integrate, that you have integrated. And what you're going to find the benefit is things like triggers, things like feeling anxious, things like feeling like angry at other people. Your personal sense of joy and happiness will improve whilst those other things sort of start to taper off or feel a little more neutralized. So you're not walking around feeling dissatisfied and triggered all the time. You're starting to integrate the entirety of who you are, starting to reclaim those hidden gifts and talents too, those sensitivities, those creativities that you stuff down into your subconscious and into your shadow self. What would happen and what would be possible for you if you reclaimed those parts? What would be possible for you if you weren't so afraid of being judged as sentimental or emotional or one of those weird creative types, right? What would happen if you just reclaimed a little bit of that and worked with the possibilities of your creativity and sensitivity within your business, for example? How would you show up differently? What if you reclaimed your sensuality? and your sexuality, how would you show up differently in your relationships? So it's kind of like people talk about the shadow and and sort of the subconscious depths as being like the dark, evil, witchy stuff. It's like, absolutely not. There can be stuff there that is tricky to look at that is a little bit more quote unquote dark, like anger or like some of those big emotions that maybe are only dark because we've been conditioned to say, oh, they're dark, you know, but all good people don't get angry. But hey, guess what? There's a lot of wisdom in your anger. And hey, guess what? There are a lot of gifts for you to reclaim that are in your shadow also. Gifts that can really help accelerate your business. Gifts that can help accelerate your relationships. Gifts that can help neutralize triggers and allow you to lead a happier, more joyful life. Not going to be perfect. Of course not. But it's about knowing that you have choice and real choice. And to give you an example, some of my shadow work clients and some of the clients that are going through my psychodynamic coach academy at the moment, as they go on this journey personally, they're starting to use some of this work to understand how to, how to do sales calls better in their business, how to convert uh, leads into paying customers more easily because they understand their true nature and the fullness of who they are. They're no longer afraid of being seen as X, Y, Z or salesy or whatever. And they just show up authentically integrated 
and they're able to speak and operate from that place, which is so powerful. And people feel that on the other side of the phone. I've had clients book five new clients of their own in one week because they're showing up and sharing their story and sharing differently on social media compared to maybe where they were a month or two or a couple of years ago. They're actually finally starting to reclaim those lost and forgotten parts of themselves. And that's magnetizing to the right people. It's magnetizing to show up whole, to show up integrated without just acting from a persona mask or an ego stance. It's magnifying and it, it magnifies those parts of you and people can see that, those incredible parts of you. And people are like, wow, yeah, I want that. Okay, so there are real tangible results that come off the back of, of doing this type of work too. I've had so many clients say to me how incredible their relationship has become with their, with their partner or their husband because they're starting to watch each other's triggers play out in an argument, for example. They can start to kind of step into that higher consciousness and they can see how their egos are clashing, how their wounds are clashing, how their shadows are playing off one another. So the benefits of this work, truly incredible and truly tangible as well. And so what I would suggest is if you're interested in learning more about shadow work, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach through my Psychodynamic Coach Academy, where you start to learn how to actually run shadow coaching sessions with your clients. And if you're wanting to become a certified life coach as well, absolutely reach out. You're welcome to book a complimentary um, consult call with me over the next week. The links are in and around this, this episode. The PCA, my Psychodynamic Coach Academy, is launching a little later this year too, but we've already got people on the wait list for that as well for the next round because it's truly, truly, truly such a powerful container because this is where you will go on this journey personally and start to discover all of these aspects of you too from the perspective of Jungian shadow work, okay? but you're also going to learn the tools and frameworks to, to guide your clients also on this journey. And this is what I'm so passionate about. Okay. So thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Take care and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.